Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. And around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Secret Safi Eric's Daughter. Hey everyone, it's episode 288 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, we're back. It's another big magic week. Lots of magic stuff happening all over the world. And here we are. Sean, <laughs> Sean what's up? Um, What is up? Not much. We're learning a lot about the new set coming out, Strixhaven, the School of Magic. Andy, how do you feel about a whole set in a school. I feel like uh, it's like one of those dreams I have where I'm back in high school. <laughs> it's okay, going to be like okay. that, where there's going to be weird stuff happening all over the place, you know, where I, you know, if, if it's anything like my dreams, uh, there'll be wizards going around the school, not knowing what their timetable is or where to get their timetable. And they'll just be like, I'm not going to math class. Uh, <laughs> Just right. head, head to the drama room because that's well, can you like, I can, what, what is even the like there's always a story with magic yeah, sets. of course like what could it like what could it be that doesn't just negate that it's a school like like it's like it doesn't matter it's a school it's like well and then a, a giant villain came to town and all the students have to fight him it's like is there going to be a card that's like oh um the the white banish effect is going to be detention and you're going to like put people in detention you know it's a great a, a big question is what's the screaming bald guy of the set going to be <laughs> he's the janitor like is, is the screaming bald <laughs> guy the janitor like you kids keep making messes everywhere ah uh, you spilled ammonia in my closet in my janitor's closet ah I'm not upset about that mess, but you must understand that if you mix ammonia with bleach, it makes a very toxic gas that could just really hurt your safety. You kids gotta stop throwing food in the cafeteria. <laughs> that was the janitors at my school. So yeah, I think the like the interesting like versions of these different cards is gonna be very fun to see. Uh, um, oh my goodness! What's the ramp card? Like, what is a ramp card for? Like, what's a ramp school card? I don't even understand. Like, well, is it like? <laughs> Is it just like beating up? Oh, the fight card is definitely just beating up some kid in gym class, right? Like, yeah, it's called "Give Me Your Lunch Money." <laughs> yeah, just, just, just two huge guys in like red shorts just punching a poor like a, like a, like an elf crying. Oh man! Well, and is there going to be a sports team? Like, are we going to see like the the Strixhaven? Guaranteed. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we're like they have to, right? Because like. It's basically, obviously, it's so much Harry Potter is going to be coming out of this. Um, oh, yeah. But Harry Potter had, like, a villain. Well, Harry Potter had its sport, is what I mean. So, oh, Quidditch. Right. So, Quidditch. So, what's the... So, we're going to see some magic sport that is going to be equally as stupid as Quidditch. I'm sorry to everyone out there who loves Harry Potter and loves Quidditch, but it's stupid. <laughs> no matter what you say, it's dumb. Uh why even play the game if the ultimate goal is to just find this golden fly thing? Who cares? Um, anyways, so hopefully they'll come up with a better a better sport. Something um I don't know. What like I'm just having a hard time. Like like I also have a hard time imagining like Zendikar is a whole world. Yeah. But Ravnica is a city. And well, Strixhaven is a school. Ravnica's a whole like, world well, too. It's just that the entire world is a city. 
okay, well, is the entire world a school? That's the worst world in the <laughs> that world. Sucks, like, like, dude. like, it's like, uh, it's like, wh- where, where did you planes walk to? It's like, oh, I went to like, uh, the world of like magic and dinosaurs. And it was like, <laughs> I flew on a dinosaur and a mutant friend was friends. Like, where did you planes oh, walk I, to? It's I, like, I went to, I went to this place. It was overrun by zombies, but me and all these angels and we fought all the zombies and it was so <laughs> awesome and it was great. And we had like, oh man, there was like spirits and stuff. It's totally cool. Where did you go? Well, I planeswalked to a school world and I got pantsed because <laughs> uh, my mustache wasn't shaped I, the right way. I, I planeswalked to a school and I, uh, I got given a swirly <laughs> because they said my robe I, was too blue. <laughs> oh jeez! They, they said I was. If you like islands so much, what if we put your head yeah. in the toilet? <laughs> yeah, you like the you like the cup pouring out islands so much. How about I pour this toilet cup over your head? <laughs> yeah, and like uh, I don't know. I'm really curious to see how this plays out. I I yeah I I, I is Strixhaven like the plane? Is it just the school? It feels like it's just a school. Like, is it going to be, uh, is it the one on Dominaria? No, that's Tolarian College. Well, yeah, like, is it somewhere else? And what we already know the five houses. I don't know if they're called houses, but we, we've we been given a write-up on the personalities of the five. Each one is a different color pair. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but, like, if that's the extent of the world, what are, like, what does a teacher do? Like, the teacher must be associated with one of the houses. Like, you, you, like you, can you even be, what if you're not one of those color pairs? You, there's no such thing as white-blue. I thought there was going to be ten. Is there only going to be five? I mean, I don't know. We've been introduced to five. If there is going to be ten, we don't know the other five yet. And, and like, how is that going to ever differ from any of the guilds? You know, like, if there's, like, a Boros like school or Boros house, essentially. You mean lore hold? Sure. Is that what it actually is called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. lore hold the red, white, like how, how should it or could it differ thematically from Boros? It's the two s- same colors. The colors still embody the same things. How on earth could it be different? Okay, so say I I I don't mean to be to just keep circling back, but if this is a school and we're all representing like, oh, we all go to this school, it's just like, okay, uh, I will destroy your, I will destroy you, um, and now you died, so two of your students died, so now I get to do something. It's like (laughs) this is a school. What are we doing? Like battling like the death in a school. Better hope. Strixhaven itself, if that's the name of the school, which I think it is, you better hope Strixhaven itself is not a like land card because I'll just like I can destroy, I can sinkhole your entire <laughs> school, like yeah. dead, gone. You know, that's well. If it, if you do sense. that to uh, some some schools, they wouldn't even notice. That's that's a burn. No safer place. <laughs> no safer place <laughs> than the school. Well, is there going to be I, a Harry Potter, and what colors is he going to be in? I get the impression that the Boros is like sort of the Gryffindor. Really? That seems to be the, the lore hold. They're the, they're the ones who are all, they're about archeology span and knowledge and the past holds all your secrets. Fascinating. All the answers lie in the past. Why don't you tell me the other things? Cause I didn't even know there was this much information about it. I I only, I saw the cards. Like I saw the, like whatever it is, the, the weird versions like the cards that they have where it's like different things you can choose. I saw those. So I saw saw the names, but that's it. Right. So on the wizards page, they gave us a like breakdown of the main schools. Lorehold are like the, they're the smarty pants archeologists. They like to study the past Prismari. That's, is it? They're the theater kids of Strixhaven. They like to express through the elements and using magic is the art in itself. Um, We've got, the uh there's one that says the quandrix quandrix is simic and they're like the math nerds they're like the mathletes of the school they just love the harder the problem the better and they just like to just solve these huge problems oh no the dweeb school oh man the dweeb school yeah 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 <laughs> um Witherbloom is golgari they're the like swamp mushroom 
school. They okay. like to get their sense. hands dirty. <laughs> they like to get their hands dirty. They like to, they like, you know, living in the they're swamp. Like, I don't know. That's like, what's that's, you know, they're the ones growing the plants. They're the, yeah. What's, his, what's her name? I can't remember her name. The now. potions. I used to know all the Harry Potter things, but I can't remember now. And I can't remember the name of the, 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 the white black school. They're the, they're the sort of like the fancy one. They all, they dress sharply mm. and they're like poetry and like the goths and they're, the, they like to like insult people. I think they're meant to be the bad guys Ooh. of the school. That's my guess. They are, they're always wearing black and they have perfect haircuts. <laughs> That's typical of villains. <laughs> Always wearing black, perfect haircuts every right? time. Um, well, okay, that's interesting. What do you? What school do you think you would belong to there? I mean, I did. I was a theater kid, yeah. but I don't. Feel, and I do love. Is it? But uh, I. I don't know. I don't know. I think I might be more Laurel these days. I like to look back and hmm. study the past. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say. I mean, it sounds perfectly. It sounds like a perfect fit for you with. Uh, the dramatic and uh, I mean it does it does um yeah I don't know I, I think there's I mean I, you could probably pick at least two it feels like but I'm definitely not the simic one uh I'll tell you that uh I <laughs> I love simic as the guild but it's uh turning out it looks like in the school get me out of there I'm not interested in being the math uh the math guy um well maybe this is their way of giving us a different like maybe lorehold means red white with different flavors yeah it kind of sounds like it honestly like if red and blue mean like drama and like it seems like like using magic as an art form um that sounds different enough from is it that it's like it's that's interesting to me i i was like as we just even said i was like how are they gonna make it even at all different but it sounds like they're doing it I mean, we'll see how the mechanics play out. Anyways, um, I just can't wait to see that janitor screaming, holding this bald head, <laughs> just having a yep. brutal time yep. because yep. some goth kid spilled ammonia in his, his office or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Janitor, like like pilfering janitor thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Custodian oh, the, we're gonna get a, thoughts. We're going to get a new planeswalker who's a principal who's spark ignited because these rowdy kids were just too much one day (laughs) a crusty old dean uh yeah who's who's spark ignited he just had to get out of there like how how many sparks ignite like every time there's a food fight in the cafeteria at Strixhaven? like it's just a lot (laughs) it's constantly blipping out of of you know and then if you are a planeswalker can't you just whoop just leave whenever you want just leave the whole plane yeah that's well i mean yeah like like should we not have met a planeswalker from every plane that exists by now maybe we have and we didn't know it Ooh, the wanderer there you go yeah all right all right well let's do the business okay. let's thank everybody for this thank you for listening thank you for listening uh we do mean that what do you think about strixhaven Thank you for everyone who decided to go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew to donate, get involved with our Discord, help us, you know, make suggestions for future decks, get in playing some spell table games, maybe some D&D, that ha- that's happening there too. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It means, it means the world. Uh, you can also help if you are so inclined by going to your podcast app giving us a positive review sharing us with some friends liking subscribing on youtube though all those things help and don't cost you anything you could if you're buying magic cards why not go through the tcg player affiliate link in the show notes whatever you buy there we get a little slice a little little action off of that (laughs) unless you're in canada if you're in canada we can actually get you money off your magic cards by going to the wizard tower let's hear an ad from them now We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, The Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWCALLTIME, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their contents at mtgcanada.com. See you on the frozen northern tundras.
All right. Okay. Well, it's uh, looks like it's time for us to start getting into this uh, deck tech for this week. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. Uh, we have a brand new deck tech for you this week, and it is it's it's an interesting one. It's a different it's a different style. So I was uh, inspired by, of course, the uh, recent um, Time Spiral remastered uh, set that came out. Got a. Um, uh, set review of it that we uh, we let drop last week. If you want to go check that one out, we run down some of the more uh, relevant commander cards and some things that we were kind of excited or interested by. Um, and one of those cards was uh, the inspiration for this week's deck, which is, of course, uh, Safi Eric's Daughter. Uh, again, not, not a new card here because everything from Time Spiral was a reprint. Um, this one saw some new art specifically, but Safi Eric's Daughter is just a... Uh, card we kind of are pretty familiar with in 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 Commander. It uh, shows up a lot in a lot of different decks, and it's something that I wanted to try and build around this um, card instead of like having it just be uh, in the ninety nine. It's kind of ironic, and you, when you'll find out what's going on here, well, you probably know because of the title of the show. But anyways, Safi is a green white legend, human scout. She's a two two. You sacrifice Sarah, Safi Eric's daughter, and when target creature is put into your graveyard this turn. Return that card to the battlefield. So she's a real combo-tastic commander. There's a ton of infinite combos that involve Safi Eric's daughter and can do many different things. Um, so when people see her as a commander, they kind of know what they're in for, right? They're going to kind of infer a lot of stuff based on that. One of those commanders, again. Not like it's crazy powerful. She's not one of these, like, you know tier a we got to kill this guy right away but but people are going to people are going to generally know what, what that you're going to be looking at some combo pieces and stuff which is why one of the reasons why i actually wanted to make a secret safi deck um so while she so yes she is kind of our you know commander here for this deck but yes she is in the 99 um but we're going to try and get her out as often and as quickly as possible because she really is the linchpin to our, our strategy here. Now, Sean, you can read our actual commander that we decided to go with because okay. it, it, it really does uh, jive pretty nicely with Safi and some of the other cards we have in the deck. So uh, this isn't simply a commander for the colors. Like we, we might want to cast this commander uh, at some point during the game as well. Before we do, can you leave Safi on screen though? Yes. Is that Eric? Is that Hans running in the back? I think so. Right yeah. There? Because on Hans's card, she's in the background. Oh, is she? I didn't notice yes. that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. neat. So I guess they wanted to uh, give it different. Like, they wanted yeah. to give. Although he's not just, like, sniffing a flower. No, he's running. Yeah. Ock Hans run, right? Yeah. And it's the Lurgoyf, I found out, that kills uh. both of them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but presumably we have to assume Safi is going to sacrifice herself so that so that Eric lives Hans or comes Hans back. Lives, right. Yeah. Yeah. That must be what happened. I'm not too yeah. familiar with the lore surrounding the card. Um, yeah. Anyway, the real commander. Yes, anyways, the real person this is built around. Um, Rien, Angel of Rebirth Two, red, green, white. We're adding red to the deck. Legendary creature, Angel, five, four flying. Other multicolor, co other multicolored creatures you control get plus one plus oh and Whenever another multicolored creature you control dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Well, with with Safi alone, that's just Safi's gonna save something and then like Yeah, whew, this is a lot of work. Yeah, then we're gonna get Safi back. Right. This is not the main um like like thing we're trying to do here. We don't need Rien for for any of the stuff, but if you get a chance and you can cast Rien and it doesn't hold you back from any of the other stuff you're doing, it's a fine play. So it's just a nice, usable card we have in our graveyard. Or sorry, in our, our command zone. Um, let me tell you, though. Okay, Brewing with Discord, we had a lot of stuff going on. A lot of cards coming in. It was tough to not make this a Rien deck. It was tough not to plan for Rien's ability. Um Several times we had to like, okay, let's all refocus and actually remember that we're building this about about Safi. But we got there, we did it, and we had we had some fun doing it. We had some um, uh, great suggestions coming in through through the Discord there. Nice. Um, so we got Safi here. We got Rian. There's one more other card that actually works as a bit of a um, like inspiration for this deck, and one of the reasons I wanted to add red to it is Call the Forge Master from Kaldheim. 
Uh, red, white, 2-2, two, two, legendary dwarf warrior. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, if it was enchanted or equipped, return it to its owner's hand. Creature tokens you control that are enchanted or equipped get plus one, plus one. Um, not really using that secondary text, although it could come up because there are some tokens in this deck and there's equipment in this deck. Uh, really, this is just another way. We kind of have this like two-tier thing where Rien can do it and Cole can do it. And Cole is like a way that we want to be able to make this happen. So we've included a bunch of equipment in this deck as well. Um, all built around getting Safi to come back after she, she dies. You can, um, you know, equip her up and then do some things. To the point where we basically want to, the idea behind the whole deck is there's a couple of value creatures that we have in this deck that are going to be sacrifice, dice, triggers, ETB triggers, because when we, when they, when they die and they come back, they'll, you know, trigger that again. And then get, get whatever, get the benefits that they give us. And then we can even use that equipment to push through our damage and get in with actual attacks. And I play tested this deck and it's, it's a, in my opinion, it's a classic me deck it's a classic 80 hole okay which for me means like feels a little scatterbrained almost looks a little scatterbrained like if you look at this you might say this deck lacks a little focus but i love this style of deck because it, it almost feel like it's got three like poor, three sections of it that all work and synergize really well together and if we miss any one of those pieces um the deck actually doesn't mind. We can still work fully as an equipment deck. It can still work just as a like combo, some stuff with Safi, a combo deck, um, even without stuff like Cole and Rian. And then there's also this like just this e general good ETB value style deck that's in here. It all works together. It all synergizes really well. You might get some pieces a little out of order once in a while, but it kind of doesn't matter. Like you just play them, and they'll like they'll come in handy when when you need them to. So. Let's um, let's start talking about uh, you know, setting this up and and speaking of Cole the Forge Master, let's talk about like two of the just two of the. We don't have a ton of equipment in here, but we've got some nice key pieces that are going to help be very helpful. I mean, Skull Clamp arguably goes in most commander decks, regardless of what you're doing. It's a single mana. It's an equipment. It equips for one. Equipped creature gets plus one minus one. Whenever the equipped creature dies, draw two cards. So good. So good. And Silvok Life Staff, a single mana for an equipment. It equips for one. Equipped creature gets plus one plus zero. Whenever equipped creature is put into a graveyard, you gain three life. A little bit of life gain. A little bit of life gain, which can really come in handy. You know, sometimes you're just in a position where you're like, man, I wish I could gain some life right now. And if you have a Silvok Life Staff, you're just going to create that buffer for yourself, which can be really helpful. Because, again, if you end up, if you draw everything you want you're going to do very well with this deck. If you only, if you only like, if we don't draw the part that has a lot of removal in it, then you're going to probably get attacked and you don't, you, you might not even have great blockers because you might have like your combo side of it, but that's where Silvac life staff comes in. Cause that's going to create the buffer for you to use the combo pieces to gain a bunch of life with this equipment. And, and ideally maybe even with skull clamp to draw out of that situation and still do well. Um, Part of what we decided as a group, you know, I came to the group with uh, the group being our, our patrons in, in our Discord, um, was I wanted to combine these cards, Safi and Cole, and you really use Safi's ability to the max. And one of the things that was pointed out was like when you do this with Naya colors, you know, unlike let's say with like Abzan or something, where we're when we recur the creatures a lot, we're getting like a lot of life uh, loss and, and uh, like pinging effects and things like that with red, you, you and white, you end up getting a lot of like destroy stuff or dealing damage to something. Um, taking care of permanence with green also is like a big thing. Um, two of them that, that came up that ended up being really good was of course we got fiend hunter, which is just great removal. One white, white for the one, three, when it enters, you exile something. And then when it leaves, it, you, they they get that back but you know if you know the the o-ring trick or the fiend hunter trick or if we can sacrifice this while it triggers on the stack you know you just get to exile it right you, you don't have to worry about getting it back uh same thing goes for skyclave apparition which is like kind of a newer different version of fiend hunter so it's one white white for a two two 
the core spirit. When it enters the battlefield, you exile up to one non-land, sorry, one target non-land, non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost four or less. So there's some real conditions there, but you really get paid off because when it leaves the battlefield, the exile card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the CMC of the exiled card. So it can't be any higher than four. So you're never going to give them some giant monster if they get rid of this or something. But this can take out like key uh, equipment, artifacts, enchantments. It can hit non-token, non-land permanents. Um, I found it to be excellent. I found it to be very good. You can just play this early and just nab someone's soul ring. If they kill yeah. it, they get a 1-1. One, one. Honestly, big deal. But that it doesn't make a big deal in the long run of the game. Soul ring gets gets people there, right? So like I'm happy to give them a four four instead of their smothering tithe also. Like that's also an excellent move. Exactly. Exactly. Um so yeah, it's 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 a surprisingly relevant and useful card in Commander considering the amount of restrictions on it. Um Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw this card being played in most recently in Vintage Cube and uh was like, you know what, I think that that has as utility in Commander, and it sure it certainly does. Um so that's the type of thing. That's the main crux of it here. We're getting dice triggers, ideally using equipment, and then we're going to use some of these cards for removal and things like that, and then be able to plow through with creatures. Let's talk about some of the vegetables, some of the things we need to get this working. Um, Sean, why don't you read the first three things, and I mean, it's all for us, it's all ways for us to get our commander, our secret commander, Safi, but they're also just ways to get any creature, of course. Sure. One of the best, Eldamri's Call, green, white, instant. Search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Amazing. Two mana. Yeah, recent uh, reprint in Modern Horizons, I think, um, as well, which brought the price down from where it used to be. So it's somewhat, uh, much cheaper than it was before. Brutalizer Exarch as well, five and a green for a cleric, three, three. When it enters, you choose one. You either... Search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it on top of your library, or you put target non-creature permanent on the bottom of its owner's library. So you can bury something you don't like or get something you do like very close to drawing. This one's great because it works doubly, of course. Before you have Safi, you can use it to get Safi. And afterwards, you can use it to take care of some uh, non-creature permanents, which is awesome. Yeah. And of course, Sentinel Flute 5 generic for an artifact, and it has the activity ability X tap. Search your library for a creature with converted mana cost X or less, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Safi cost two. It's like a, it's kind of like Aldamri's call on a flute. And repeatable, which is nice. Uh five mana is a lot for this ability up front, I feel like, but this is this is an oldie. This is like a classic one from our early days of Commanders, where I remember using this. Uh, very early in our run, because it was so hard to find creature tutoring stuff, uh, it felt like a real throwback getting Brutalizer, Exarch, and Sentinel Flute in this deck. Yeah. But it works. It does the trick, and it can be really good, especially some of the other stuff we have in the, in the deck. Um, I also noted here in, a, in the vegetable category uh, a very key and important uh, board wipe, actually. I mean, obviously, we're running board wipes in Commander. However, you know, we've talked about how many we like to run versus how many other people like to run. doesn't matter. Austere Command has had a very recent reprint, and it's one of the best board wipes in Commander, period. And it is the best board wipe in this deck, period. Uh, Four white-white, so six mana for the sorcery. Choose two. You destroy all artifacts, destroy all enchantments, destroy all creatures with CMC three or less, or CMC four or greater. Um, This deck has a lot of creatures with CMC three or less, and it has a lot of creatures with CMC 4 or greater. Uh, there will be times, and I, I experienced this, where it's like, okay, I'm going to blow up all enchantments and all of the big creatures because my my basically my whole board survives that, which is obviously great, right? And then there's just times where this is just a regular board wipe, which is also great. Like, the flexibility, obviously, is what makes Austere Command great. And this deck really um, uh, uses it really well because... If we have one of those like kind of um, modal pieces of this deck, kind of, whereas like if we have the combo part, most of the CMC is quite low, so we'll actually be able to um, cons- conserve that even though we board wiped. Nice, which is nice. And next, we got some some good old fashioned sack outlets. We need these for Safi. 
you gotta. Uh, um, Martyr's Cause is a great one. Two and a white for an enchantment. Sacrifice a creature. Prevent all damage to a creature or player from one source. It's a weird ability, but we might not care about it. We just kind of want that sack outlet. So it's two and white for unlimited sacrifice. It's, it's kind of nice to fog something, too, if, like, you know, they are attacking you and you're like, well, I would just block yeah. with this thing and die so I can maybe utilize the sack outlet instead. Like, yeah, it's it can. I'm sure this can come in handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've also got Culling Deus. I like this one a lot. Two mana for an artifact. Tap, sack a creature, put a charge counter on it. One. Sack Culling Deus, draw a card for each charge counter on it. This ends up getting pretty full mm -hmm. as the game goes on. But even if you only end up getting a couple of cards off it, that seems very fair to me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Even if it like two or three, it can be worth it to, to especially if you draw one of your other sack outlets, right? Like absolutely use Culling Deus for whatever it is you have there. Oddly enough, kind of tough to find card draw in these colors. Uh, you'd think green would provide a good amount of it, but when we're talking about small creatures, there's only a couple green cards that want to draw cards based on the number of creatures you have. And, the, and the, like, if they're not green, there's even less of those cards. So, like, actually a lot of the traditional green card draw isn't that good here. Or at least the affordable stuff. Like, I, I will talk about it in the budget section, but I don't run Oran... Frostfang is that the, the the big one? Is that the one that we previewed? Anyways, yes. yeah, the the, yes. the better version of the Orans, um, because it's like so expensive now. So we had to try and find some other ways. And Culling Deus works for that. Yeah, and uh, finally, Fanatical Devotion, two and white enchantment again. Psychic creature, regenerate target creature. This is surprisingly useful. Like, just not like a lot of times your free psych outlets are kind of useless. Mm -hmm. Right, perfect damage from one source. I mean, you probably would rather just sack when you want rather than sack to just save a few points of damage. But like sacking to regenerate a creature is pretty good. It it basically at worst it turns board wipes into half board wipes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and there's a few other ones. You know, we got some you know evolutionary leaps and some of the some of the good green ones. But um, oh yeah, but these are just some interesting ones. And again, a little bit of a throwback here. Uh, I remember talking about Martyr's Cause and Fanatical Devotion on some early episodes of Commander's Brew. So very cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's what we need to to get, you know, to get the deck where we want it to be. That's that's the kind of stuff you want to see early. That's the idea that, you know, the, the, the direction we want to go in. So, of course, once you get all that out of the way, all that's left to look at is an eight myth. Working on a meat That's right. So, um, you know, as as I kind of hinted at, you know, there's a lot of neat moves in here because Safi is a, well, she's a combo heavy commander. She's a combo heavy card. She combos naturally with a lot of stuff because her ability alone needs another thing there to do her thing. Right. It just makes sense. Um, so the traditional route is to use stuff like Revel Arc for a four and a white for the 4-3 flyer that says when Revelark leaves the battlefield, return up to two target creature cards with power two or less of your graveyard to the battlefield. And it can evoke for five and a white. Um, amazing card. Obviously works very well with Safi where you, you know, you get this and you get like Karmic Guide or something back and then you get to just do it forever. Um, also Sun Titan, four white, white, six, six giant with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield or attacks, you may return target permanent card with uh, CMC th cost three, or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. So with a sack outlet, these cards, uh, Sun Titan and or Revelark, basically go infinite. Yes. Yeah. They just, they create an infinite loop, right? And then the things that you do is like, you have obviously like a blood artist traditionally, or you have like, like I said, Karmic Guide works well with Revelark, and you can, you know, get your whole graveyard back. Well, I didn't actually include any of the other things. I didn't include Karmic Guide. I didn't include... Now, that, that's not to say that these infinite uh, combos um, don't have a way to win the game. They do. Uh, they're just a, It's just a little more 
than that. I didn't want to rely super heavy on these traditional ways, although I did include them. I I, I decided in the end it is just worth it because um, game's going to end, right? I mean, that's a phrase I hear more and more <laughs> every time I play Commander. Games have to end. We do have to we do have to have a winner at some point. So don't be afraid of winning. Um, and these aren't super fast ways. Revelark's a five mana card. Uh, Sun Titan's a six mana card. Uh, you're not going to get these things right, right, right away. Um, especially when Safi's not your commander. That's the other thing, right? She's not our actual commander. So it's actually a lot tougher to to put the this three card combo together. And even when you do, you still leave that fourth card for the payoff. So <laughs> listen, you're not you don't win the game if you have a, a sack outlet, Sun Titan, and Safi. You just don't. You just you get to do something forever, but you don't actually win the game. Um so it is in here. I just wanted to tell everyone that. Uh, and then you can well, there's other ways to do it. One of the ways that you can make this happen, make this be a win, uh, is with this next card shot. Ooh, Flare of the Hatebound. Five and a red, Devil, four, two, with Undying. So when it dies, if it doesn't have a plus one, plus one counter, you return it to the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Whenever Flare of the Hatebound or another creature enters the battlefield from your graveyard, that creature deals damage equal to its power to any target. Flare is going to come back and do five somewhere, but also all of the Safi shenanigans in an infinite loop will do infinite damage to anywhere. Exactly. Um, game's got to end. You know, we had to include... Game's got to end. We had to include a card or two that did this. But really, we're kind of looking more for, more for like a half combo, half value situation. Um, so we've got, um, we've got uh, these two cards which are kind of like a value or like a safi light combo they're not really i mean I'm, I'm sure you're gonna find some ways to to make this work the way you want it to but sean read these next two here because they have they have, they have a nice little uh, s uh synergy sure wild cantor is a single hybrid gruel so either red or green one one human druid sack wild cantor add one mana of any color to your mana pool Net zero. You can cast this card and get that mana back. Net zero. <laughs> Net Storm zero. count. Yeah. Uh, and Vesper Lark. Two and a white elemental. Two one flying. When Vesper Lark leaves the battlefield, return target creature with power one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Evokes for one and a white. Okay, so Wild Cantor is power one or less. Yeah. And it's and and this is like half of a Revel Lark. There's definitely some some situations we can get in where we're using um Safi to bring either of these cards back and we're doing some sacrificing sometimes you'll be a mana or two off and you'll be able to find that wild cantor in the graveyard with a revelark or a sun titan or a vesper lark like there's a lot of ways to do it um so that can be very nice um we also have um again more for like the value side of things collar of the claw this also is kind of a way to win with the combo but it's a much slower way Two and a green for a 2-2 elf with flash. When Caller of the Claw enters the battlefield, put a 2-2 green bear token creature token onto the battlefield for each non-token creature put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn. Um, so if you can do it, if, if yeah, look, if you get that infinite combo, great. You're going to get a million or infinite bears or whatever. But what's more likely to happen is that you'll have a couple of these different creatures out. You'll be able to do that staffy thing once or like once or twice with someone else because you have that just that's just what you have and then collar of the claw is going to make you five or six bears which is still really good uh so like the that that situation is still fine and it's even really good to just play collar of the claw if nothing's died and then later fill in fill in the blanks there maybe get it get some equipment on collar of the claw uh, if you've got coal out and do, doing its thing sacrificing it letting it come back like you, you you know what i mean like it doesn't have to happen the turn we play it it's totally fine to let callers sit out there and then for us to sacrifice it bring it back with safi and, and do its thing from from the from the battlefield basically yeah really good stuff um this this next one is just like a good card and then we have the payoff that follows it right after so read these next two okay tithe taker one and a white human soldier two one during your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities they activate cost one more to activate, unless they're mana abilities. But also Afterlife 1, when Tithe Taker dies, you get a 1-1 white and black spirit creature token with flying. 
We're also looking at Hallowed Spirit Keeper. One white white, Avatar, 3-2, Vigilance. When a Hallowed Spirit Keeper dies, put X, 1-1 one, one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. We're going to have a pretty full graveyard. I've seen this card make a lot of spirits. Yeah. It's very good. The crazy thing is, is this card is really good, even if it only makes like two or three. Like yeah. It's still actually great. And especially, again, yeah. in this deck where we can oftentimes, you know, bounce it slash you know sacrifice it safi safi's ability to get it happening twice that's that can be more than enough uh you know pairing up with some kind of an anthem effect like we have or an equipment that'll that'll allow a flyer to get in and do something really cool or even just skull clamp a bunch of the one ones like shallow spirit keeper is one of the best cards in the entire deck because it fully takes advantage of the fact that We've had all these creatures come out. We've sacrificed a lot of them. Maybe even someone's board wipe, whatever. It doesn't matter. Spirit Keeper is really great. It's a dice trigger. Then keep that in mind. It's not an ETB. Yeah. I did play oh, I did yes. play it once thinking yes. it was an ETB and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, this was a great suggestion from our Discord. Uh, Tashar, Ancestor's Apostle. Three and a white for the 2-2 flying legendary bird cleric. Whenever you cast a historic spell, return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard directly to the battlefield. Uh, <clears throat> this works directly. It doesn't say directly. I said that because that's how it makes <laughs> you feel. It feels like, yes, we're doing it. Uh, this works, of course, with historic things, which are legendaries and uh, artifacts and sagas, of course, but we don't have any sagas in the deck. Um, so actually, this deck has a surprising number of legendary creatures and a, a bunch of uh, artifacts. And if this gets a Safi back once, if this even gets us back a, a Hollowed Spirit Keeper or even a Caller of the Claw, like there's a lot of opportunity where this card just gets us the thing back from our graveyard that lets us make a bunch of tokens and uh, and actually, you know, have a board presence again, like, again, like after a board wipe or something. So Tashar is very at home in this deck. Very cool. Fun. Also known as a very combo-tastic uh, card. Yes, yes. Uh, read these next two. These are the two that, uh, again, spoiler alert for the budget report, but they kind of, these guys are the ones, the tent poles that are keeping our budget a little higher. Okay, Ilharg the Razebore. Three red, red, legendary boar god, trample six, six. When Ilharg attacks, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Return that creature to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. And if Ilharg ever dies or is put into exile, you may put him in its owner's library third from the top. Uh, and that first ability reminds us of Sneak Attack, which is also in the deck. Three in a red enchantment. Red. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. It gains haste. Sack it at the beginning of the next end step. Sneak Attack has you sacking the creature. Ilharg has it returning to your hand. Absolutely. So these these guys are a little expensive, but there's a second part of this deck that is a second part. I guess it's kind of like a fourth part now, but we have some of these like bigger creatures in the deck, actually, that we same thing have like an ETB trigger or a dives trigger, like a molten primordial, for example, is one that just jumps right to my mind. Um, what's the one? There's like a the Armada worm, is that what it's called? The Selesny one that makes a 5-5 five, five token. It's a 5-5 five, five worm when it when it ETBs. So we've got some yeah. of these bigger creatures that also do these things. And Ilharg and Sneak Attack are really great ways to um, you know, get those guys into play in a cheap way where we can still, you know, they're still being sacrificed, which means we can still get the the um uh or or sneak attack's making a sacrifice them. Ilharg's bouncing them, but we can use our sack outlets to like keep them on the board permanently uh, because of Safi's ability. So there's this kind of other weird way to, that we're going to get value from our creatures as well, right? It's it's interesting. Okay. Um, one final card here that I wanted to point out again because it was just a, a really neat include from our Discord, <clears throat> and it's called Colfinor's Urn. It is a... Th and this goes with this, this section of the deck, too, where we're talking about the bigger creatures. Three, generic for an artifact. Whenever a creature with toughness four or greater is put into your graveyard from play, you may remove it from the game. At the at end of turn, if three or more cards have been removed from the game with Kolfner's Urn, sack it. If you do, return those cards to play under their owner's control. Wow. So we can do this Ilharg sneak attack type of thing 
we can sacrifice some of these bigger creatures. And even if you have one or, I don't know, maybe even two already on the board, you can just sacrifice them if you have Colfiner's Urn out and then get them back, per again, permanently. So even if you cheated them out or whatever, like Colfiner's Urn is going to keep them there uh, for good. This is wild. Here's the other thing, though. It, it keeps them under the urn, like, permanently. You don't need all three of them to go at the like at the same time to keep them there. So right. like one can die one turn, another one can die one turn. Then then this next turn we can go, bam bam bam, get three. Now there's five under there, and because we did three in the one turn, they all come back. So you know you have to you have to get a pretty. You have to get a, so you don't have to lose three in one turn. It just waits until it gets up to three. Exactly, exactly. So, so like, like, yeah, okay, but that doesn't mean you can't do more. This is great for board wipes with big decks. Yeah, because it's at the end of turn that it, that it looks for it, right? So, yeah, up until you know before three, you can have one there for a couple of turns, and then if you want to trigger it, get the three under and then go. Nice. Um, pretty cool stuff. Pretty pretty cool card. Somehow never seen this card before. Yeah. I feel like, or maybe I did and it just didn't stick, but it's 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 a very neat card. And I'm, There's 14,000 cards. It's, right? it's, it's going to happen. It's impossible. We, we, don't, we don't know yeah. all of them. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that cool. was that. Yeah, that was a very neat include there. So got to got to reach out. Got to thank our Discord helpers. A lot of them uh, in this one. Like I said, this was like a bit of a scatterbrain thing where we had a lot of different directions and kind of included most of them, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, some people were more like stoked about that than others i I was like i'm gonna put this deck together in real life because i love it and then some <laughs> some people were like ah, I, i'm probably not gonna do that um you know people like a more focused deck some people like a less focused deck it's the way it is anyways i wanted to uh thank uh everyone though uh braves for robin lol what uh dylan ph pips don't lie chiefy nosrack two teacoats mr big bands jmon knackle booper uh twin slug matt fox seven dino pirate demir buffalo and red artifice um, we're all in there given truly like too fast for me to keep up with it when I was in there uh, actually live brewing luckily going back and looking at a bunch of the cards we saw a lot of these awesome um, awesome ideas come through uh, so we've done that we thanked our discord helpers and now I believe it is time for the budget report <laughs> All right, so this one um, uh, comes in at around one, depending on where you go, obviously, same things always apply here, but around 130. Uh, we're just over that $100 mark, still shy of 150, which is where I like to keep it these days. Uh, the TCG low on this one was like 60, so it's like less than half. So you can find some real um, <laughs> beat up versions of these cards. And I think you can, I think that's a nice, that's a much nicer budget for a deck like this. Yeah. Of course, with these combo decks, you know, there's some random pieces just end up being way more expensive than others. So, you know, be aware of that. Um, and if we're talking about pricey cards, well, you know, Sneak Attack comes to mind right away. Um, it's like $15. Um, Ilharg was 10 Like I said, these are the two most expensive cards of the deck that are really, you know, getting that price up there. You don't need to include this angle. This is the thing. I thought it was interesting and fun but there are a lot of situations where um these cards don't do don't give you as much value as you're wanting like ilharg attacks puts in something that costs three mana you're like or two mana even you're like ah that's okay but it's not ten dollars okay or sneak attack you know reducing three mana to one is like is this fifteen dollars do i need this um so definitely you could easily cut this portion of of the deck these two cards and even kind of maybe rework the high end of your curve a little bit um to, to reflect that and i still think you'd have a really streamlined very good deck that's the thing more focus isn't going to hurt this deck the fact that we've that i have this kind of multi-angle look on it is just the way i like to have fun with this i like to make the variance be higher that way that's more fun for me if that's not what's more fun for you then cutting these two cards even if it's not for budget term uh, for budget uses is going to be good for you um, no budget limit, however, gets us a pretty cool card. Ooh, Luminous Broodmoth. This is a tough one to like f justify personally. Um, 10 bucks, 
two white white insect three four flying whenever a creature you control without flying dies return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it so everyone visits twice it doesn't exile either like it does go to the graveyard and gets returned like so and then it can die again and it's not like it's exiled forever like you can if you can loop this other ways that still works um it just occurred to me what we should keyword this ability as what's that unflying unflying yes (laughs) yes 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 luminous brood moth gives things unflying um (laughs) yeah this is a very big combo piece with safi anything where you're sacrificing things obviously so yeah this is a great card in the deck but because we didn't want to go super hard down just the combo route we uh i didn't include it in again budget purposes as well uh right well there it is that's everything um you know secret saffy half secret saffy 25 percent secret coal uh you know our uh, you know artifact equipment with sacrifice it's a lot to put together it's a lot uh to to play with but i i i tried to test as much as i could with this one because i really wanted to see if it was feasible and if i should cut you know one part of it and honestly it it always gave me something i was always doing something with this deck and that felt really good i was never waiting for combo pieces i was never waiting for things like no matter what i had in my hand um i was i was always happy to see even if it was some other piece of something i was always able to do stuff the one thing you really wanted was a sack outlet, and we've had got enough of them in the deck. I really think that you're gonna that it's not gonna be a real problem. So, uh, I would recommend if anyone wanted to put this deck together that they uh, build the cheaper version of it, and then if there's if they're liking it, then then go to the next get the next kind of tier of cards for it, um, and then if or and or if there's a, se- a section you particularly like or don't like you can kind of move within that. This, this deck has a lot of moving parts and it's a lot of fun for that reason, I think. Like I said, I think I might put it together in real life and give it a go. <laughs> uh, but thanks everyone for watching. Um, we will be back next week with another Deck Tech. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.